Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inlay! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. Whether it's then, now, or new, we're here to break it down. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm joined as always by Long Sigh, Disparated Look. Award-winning journalist, Mr. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion. Wyatt, how are you doing? I just feel like you're you're a seasoned actor. Why are you reading the the, the stage notes? I don't know why you're doing that. You got to leave those off. You're like Kevin Sorbo out here. Okay, <laughs> I just need you. To, I need you to do it one more time without that extra commentary. Because there are kids who look up to me at home who don't need to hear that. So yeah, because they're shorter than you, not because they idolize you. They idolize, you. sir. Again, this. What is it? What are we doing here? Are we not friends? All right, all right, all right. Come on. My name is Jay Bowman, and I'm happy to introduce, as always, my friend, award-winning journalist, Mr. Wow. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion. Yes, thank you. Award-winning friend as well. So, yeah, you can toss the other guy on the show if That's you want some now. Daniel Day-Lewis shit right there on yeah. my end. We are also here with the architect, Mr. Mike Paris. Mike, how yes, are sir. you doing? Amazing. How are you? I have some I'm news. all right. I'm, I'm recovering from the one-day-a-year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head. I know, right? Yeah. I, I thought day. you were recovering from the one day a year that Wyatt refers to as his friend. No, I, but, don't don't draw attention to that. I'm still okay. marking out over it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but I have I have some news. <gasps> oh god. Yeah. Um. I I stole the golden egg. I knew it. Yeah. When that whole thing went down. I'm like, you know what? That sounds like something Mike Paris would yeah, do. Well, egg yeah. thief. The architect. The egg thief. The hockey talk man. The gotcha king. Mike Paris. Man of many names. Son of a bee. All right, we'll get uh, right into it. NEW segment, a lot of stuff going on this week. All right, we are less than a week away from NEW3 kicking off November 27th, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Studio Nightclub on Granville Street. The chase for the championship tourney is kicking off, and it's going to be a hell of a night of pro wrestling in Vancouver. Also, Thursday, December 2nd from 7 to 11, uh, the tourney will be concluding. And there are still some scant few tickets left for the December 2nd show. But if you were hoping to go this Saturday on the 27th, 
no luck. It is sold out. Yeah, I mean, that's on you for not getting the tickets. You know, right now it's one of the hottest shows in town. Get the tickets now. Otherwise, I'll do, a, you know, a, maybe an article about how stupid you are. Do you want that? Do you want an award-winning article about how dumb you are? Because I'll do it. Yeah, I'll go and we'll, do it. we'll limit his word count. Wyatt, give me 1,000 words on how this person's dumb for not going to any W3. Control-C, dumb, control-V many times. That's all it Boom. takes right there. Done. Also an exciting week because it's not just all about NEW3. NEW4, which we talked about on a previous show, has been announced January 15th. The Commodore Ballroom. Those tickets go on sale this week. It's not just going to be an epic night of wrestling, but also the Rascals are going to be performing. I still can't get over this. Canadian wrestling, Canadian hip-hop. Uh, Mike Paris, what kind of person would miss such an event? Um, control C, control. What was it? I dumb. I'm not an award winning. You're not a writer. You're not a writer. So don't try. try. He's a talker. He's not a writer. Yeah, Yeah. you're a talkie, as we call you. Uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah. Face for radio. F7, lower brightness. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Get him. Anyway, yeah. This is not. We've we've talked about. This is not a show to be missed. These these the the uh, rap hip hop icons, wrestling icons together at last. Uh, we're going to see a great show from both angles and I know we're all excited for it. Absolutely. We also want to give a special shout out to Dave Litwinski, a wrestling super fan, an incredible supporter of NEW from day one, hoping to see him at an upcoming show. Uh, He posted a message on Twitter of support for NEW going to the Commodore and how excited he is for that. So that support, Dave, means a lot to everyone involved with the company. So us here at Wrestle Nation, we want to give you a special shout out and say thank you so much. We cannot wait to see you at one of the future shows. Uh, other big news this week some new additions to the NEW roster uh, came out uh, the women's division is getting more and more robust there were some big pickups uh, starting with uh, Taylor Rising who actually believe it or not Paris undefeated in British Columbia Ooh, yeah that's quite the quite the record to come in with and uh, all these announcements of new female talent I, I'm smelling it in the air guys this division's getting better they need a title. They need a belt too. Let's see it coming. Uh, I'm hearing lots of great names names coming into this uh, Pacific Northwest area in the women's division. So I'm excited to see a strap on one of them. That's right. Also joining the NEW women's division, Gigi Ray, who actually, interestingly enough, uh, she is from Vancouver, but has never wrestled here. So she's joining NEW. She'll be making her debut in early 2022. So you're going to get a chance to see her wrestle in her hometown for the first time. That's super exciting. And the third person who's joined the NEW women's roster, Bambi Hall, 10-year vet. She's won multiple male championships. Uh, Wyatt, you've, you've been around the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene for a long time. Tell us a little something about Bambi Hall. Well, I mean, the Hall sisters have been making their mark in this territory for a while now, but Bambi Hall especially, she's as tough as they come. Um, I know she's got, you know, her little confetti gun and her and Liza sometimes use, but if, uh, you know, you take her lightly, she's going to put you down. And I've seen her beat up a lot of people. It uh, doesn't matter who she's been able to put them to the mat. So I'm really excited. Uh, the women's division is getting bigger and better now and badder. So, uh, you know, I think Nicole at Matthews, if she thought she had an easy ride, uh, think again, uh, you got some ladies coming for you. Yeah, this is uh, Bambi Hall. So, like I, I've said many times, I've I've followed wrestling uh, in this area for basically my entire life <laughs> since I was probably twelve years old. I've I've been a fan of Greater Vancouver wrestling, um, and I, so I've seen Bambi Hall wrestle 
since since she was a, a wee little one. Uh, so to see her back in the mix here is is going to be a, a big deal. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Super... sorry, I just got to ask, why did you go Irish there? That was a weird. Oh, we little ones. <laughs> to confuse oh, I okay. see it. I <laughs> see it. up in a wee little, oh, wee wee little, little right. chin lock there. Look at the chin lock. All right. I might be holding. I like to fight. <laughs> okay. So making sure exactly. we're on the same page. Nailed it. Okay, great. Uh, that's the thing. It's like every week we sit down and talk about uh, the world of wrestling, and we have tons of NEW news to bring up every single week. Uh, we're bringing get more and more guests onto the show. Last week we had uh, Corey Basso, the special referee for Elliot Tyler versus uh, Mr. Ferguson. And what you uh, you held some feet to the fire for our special guest last week. I mean, I don't, I don't trust him. Look at him. This guy, he just says all the right things, but he's posing with Tony Baroni, throwing up W's or threes, as you call it. And it's just like, how do you trust this guy? I don't, I don't think you can. And, you know, I'm just trying to look out for my boy beef. I just think it's, uh, there's some chicanery afoot. All right, boys. Yeah, I just want to thank uh, the architect, Mike Paris, for uh, reaching out and, and booking uh, Corey Basso for the show and getting that, uh, getting him able to come on. Uh, that was fantastic. And also, like Mike Paris, he's, he's the architect, he's the booker, uh, bringing on uh, Evan Rivers as well a couple weeks ago. Uh, that I know was a bit of a surprise for Wyatt. But uh, yeah, good work, Mike. Listen, it's hard for just you and I to hold Wyatt accountable for his let's just label it. it's bullshit right a lot of the times it's it's straight I mean, I'm, I'm language just saying, like, language uh, <laughs> you have kids kids that watch me oh, okay. don't want to hear that bullshit oh, okay. from you. okay the kids that look up to you right? yes thank yeah. you yeah i can think of a certain little kid who who looks up to you and and his name's beef boy but anyway uh you know there's <laughs> what, here's what? the thing you know you know what you know, I, here, i'm tired of hearing you talk so shut your goddamn mouth for a second what? Okay. okay you're talking what? shut the mouth Okay, I'm tired of hearing Fine. all your bullshit. Fine. Fine. I'm, I'm tired of hearing your fucking swear words. I just need you to be quiet. <laughs> and yeah, just shut the fuck up. Sit in the corner for a second. Here's you're the an thing. embarrassment to these kids that look up to you. It, it, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm you're sorry. an award-winning, yeah. terrible role model. I have I've done more make-a-wishes than you have in this city. All right. <laughs> so I feel like I should. I feel like I should stop this, but I don't, I don't think don't you want should. To. Here's my next make-a-wish. Both of you guys to shut the fuck up. All right. Can we? Can you do grant one wish for once in your life to someone else? Can you? Cool. All right. Irish Mike, here's the thing. I'm tired of these low quality guests you guys are bringing on. Okay. Yeah. Co Corey Basso. Oh, the voice of the white cap. Who gives a shit about soccer? All right. Evan Rivers. He hasn't won a fight in like what? Fucking three years. Who cares? I am going to bring a better quality of guest. I am going to yeah, are, you're, Can you wait at least 30 seconds? Can you do that? What? Okay. Come on. Can Selfish Mike wait 30 seconds? You've got a lot of names. I know what they are. Selfish Mike. Piece of shit Mike. Be quiet Mike should be one of them. So here's the deal. I'm bringing on a guest that's going to raise the quality. A guy that has dominated at the Commodore. A guy already that had Baroni is... on. I'm going to mute you. I control the... You know what? Actually, I am going to mute you. Mute. There we go. This feels delightful. No more mic for a second. So here's the deal. I'm going to bring on a quality of guest that is going to raise know... the bar here. I right? didn't know he could do that. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Bowman, you just got muted too. So that's two mutes. So here's the deal. My show right now, I'm bringing on a better quality of guest. Uh, an up-and-comer, one of the best wrestlers in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I am going to bring him on now. And don't unmute. Don't overpower my mute. I swear to God. <laughs> I thought these were global controls. They're not. You piece of shit. That man's name. Beef Boy. Are you there? Elliot, uh, are you there? Come on. Like, are you serious? Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Oh, hello. Hello. Beef. Hello, Wyatt. Welcome to the show, Grand House for Life. Uh, I've just I've had enough of sitting back and letting, and letting Paris run his mouth about you. So uh, first off, if you have anything to say to Paris, 
the, the floor is yours, sir. Okay. Yeah, we'll start. We'll start with um the first one. Um, for the last three four weeks, Mike Selfish Mike has been giving a lot of selfish journalism, trying to get you on Wyatt. And the only reason I haven't retorted sooner is because I have been on many trips with Wyatt, going to all his award-winning journalism celebrations that you don't get invited to. And also, I would have been here earlier on the podcast, but I'm just getting home from a day out with Wyatt where we took 45 kids in need to the old spaghetti factory for lunch. Wyatt paid for all of them. That's right. I paid for everyone's salad. That's right. Wow, he bought the salad, pasta with the meatball. Salad like free with the. I don't just, get don't get lost in the details here. Just Sorry, focus on. Out. We got a guest. What do you what What are you doing? Let me guess. They got some ice cream and a cup of tea. Guy? Yeah. What, Why what, are you what, being a detail guy? I know, right? What are they doing? What are they? Hey guys, be folks, a, we be a broad picture guy for once, Mike. For once, selfish Mike. So here's selfish the deal. Mike. We've got a, a big star here. I want you know Bowman. You're you run the interview. I'm gonna sit back. So I'm just gonna let it, you just. Take it whatever direction you want. I just want Mike to sit there in the presence of an actual good wrestler, uh, one that doesn't have a bounty in his head, and you can maybe ask him and learn from him. I know, I'm sorry, Selfish Mike's learned from Honky Tonk Man, so you can take a shot with the guitar, but maybe you can learn from someone, you know, that's going to be the next big star in the, in the PNW. My first question for you, Elliot Tyler, uh, there has been a little bit of tension on social media between you and Mike Paris. Uh, what started that? Well, first off, I'd just like to say, Bowman, it is great to hear from you. Um, hey, thank always you. a pleasure. I think you're All the right. man. <gasps> hey. Wow. All right. It's going well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Really good. Um, as for the, the beef between me and uh, Selfish Mike, it has a lot to do with the fact that he boasted that he's an easy follow back. And I thought, oh, he's a funny guy. He's got a good Twitter. He's got a good feed. He's nice. And then I followed him. And it took over a week for him to follow me back. And does that make me lesser than? Because I was having a drink with another wrestler that night, and I'm pretty sure Mike followed that guy back the same night, but Ooh. did not follow me back the same night. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, Mike Paris, again, I want to come away from this uh, segment with you guys, with both of you guys, you know, getting along. You don't have to be friends. We can just squash this beef. That'd be great. Uh, Paris, he's listen, brought listen up some here. pretty valid complaints. Yes. Listen here. This beef doesn't get squashed until Selfish Mike is tap dancing in hell. Wow. Okay. Oh, All right. That kind of is yes. counterproductive. That's counterproductive That's to what I'm trying to do here. I thought, okay. uh, we didn't need that part. We were, right. I, was, I thought we were making progress. Uh, Paris, omitting the tap dancing Why am I hell tap part. dancing? Uh, <laughs> it's hot. It's very difficult and hot, I'm sure. I That's guess, part yeah. of it. Um, Jesus, Murphy. Can you shed any light on your side of the events that have been uh, presented here by Elliot Tyler? Listen, I get I get the occasional follow from the occasional person, and and uh, sometimes I miss these things. You know, it wasn't until uh, Mr. Tyler just kind of tagged me, being like, "Why haven't you followed me back?" Then I did follow him, and uh, like for instance, I followed back the Voros twins. Yes, they 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 have uh, millions of TikTok. Uh, subscribers and I am one of their people that they follow on Twitter just throwing it out there uh, uh, Evan Rivers uh, Sharif uh, Sebastian Wolf I have a good record here in the Pacific Northwest of, of a good relationship with wrestlers and I tried to bury the hatchet immediately with uh, Mr. Tyler but um, 
it, it didn't work obviously. And then he just went and he changed his Twitter bio to, I hate Mike Paris or something to that, to something to that extent, which like, and now I'm tap dancing in hell. And he, I, we could go back and now Wyatt did a great job, uh, I guess, of hunting down tweets last week of old tweets. And I'm sure you could hunt down all the ones where Elliot Tyler's just begging me to go for a beer with him. So we can be friends Ooh. and we can be buddies. We can just get a beer and be all cool again. And now he's telling me to tap dance in hell so he can tap dance down to whatever uh, dirty hole he drinks at and uh, he can drink a beer by himself for all i care okay why why could you get those tweets and could we you know kind of squash this a little bit because it's getting pretty heated okay look here's the thing selfish mike is showing so much narcissism that he could probably own and run a certain wrestling federation in the city right now uh, i feel like he's got that high <laughs> level of it so uh, i just think right now that selfish mike needs to focus on just talking to our guest in a proper manner and yeah, just okay. you know doing your job properly which i know is tough for you Fine. okay i mean I, i'll drag out the tweets if i have to but i don't know if i should waste awarding journalism on you i don't think i should so let's just talk to beef about an upcoming match he has against mr ferguson let's get out back on track yeah I, I, Bowman, like, I like it yeah just like we're not gonna squash that beef paris is too far gone let's no, just here's get what's gonna happen track. i'm gonna ask elliot tyler a question about his upcoming match at new 3 and then Mike Paris is going to come in and ask him a follow-up question that's on topic based on his answer and is not at all a personal attack. That's how this is going to go. Can we all co-sign on this? Oh, sound God, good? Your King's going to do that? Okay, good luck. All right. Good, good luck. luck. So, Elliot, uh, you know, the thoughts that maybe Corey Basso could potentially be slanted towards the wise men based on previous evidence that Wyatt has uncovered, which I'll give him credit for. That was some good digging. Uh, does that concern you at all going into your match with Mr. Ferguson? Because you guys, it's been super heated ever since he, you know, attacked you uh, at NEW1 when you guys were tag partners. Are you concerned at all about Corey Basso calling it right down the middle? Am I concerned? Uh Concerned would be an understatement. You know, I'm, I want to believe the guy. He sounds like a stand-up guy. But as we've all learned, not just from the last few shows, but from the last five years, uh, Tony Baroni and Billy Sway, they have this facade of being guys that like to drink and party. But we all know they're, they're puppet masters and they have control in shadowy places. So um, I want to have the benefit of the doubt. I really honestly do, but of course my head is going to be on a swivel and I will, um, I'm not letting my guard down. Okay. Yes. It's very good. A very thoughtful answer. Mike Paris, yes. a follow-up question, which again is professional and don't tell him to, to go to hell or, or go Absolutely. into dark holes. Yes. All right. No, I, I understand the ground rules. Let's do it. Um, <clears throat> okay. So going into this match with Fergie, um, does he know that you don't know how to use a cell phone? We've been staring up your nose this whole time. Um, mm -hmm. and you've been rocking back and forth in a rocking chair, um, while on video in a professional format. Does he just, I'm just wondering if he knows your reputation. Uh, well, no, he doesn't because I've done a very good job at keeping my personal life out of my wrestling life. So thank you for okay. throwing that all out in the open. I just wanted to journalism clarify. Really throwing yeah. me out like that. Um, Great question, Selfish Mike. Is this a blue moon? Because that's the first time I've heard one in 17 podcasts. He is the Iron Man. He has been here for every uh, every episode. So, But hey, uh, Elliot, thank you for listening to all 17 episodes of Nation. That's great. 16 of them. Okay. That's, that's he's fun. 17. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. 
All right, I'll give him this. That's fine. Uh, now you are going to be uh, part of the roster returning to the Commodore on January 15th. The last time there was a pro wrestling show at the Commodore, it was sort of your, your coming out party. Big night for you. Uh, hell of a performance. Uh, crowd absolutely going nuts for you. So this is a big return for you post-pandemic. What are you most excited about coming up to January 15th, NEW4 at the Commodore? Uh, well, it's a weird one because, you know, I feel like a lot of people would say they're they're looking forward for the crowd and they're looking forward for the all-around atmosphere in the building the night of. But I, I run a little differently. I'm most excited for the weeks leading up and the anxiety and the weight that's going to be put on my shoulders as I have to shift gears and go into that mode again that I, I'm not even sure if I can hit. So I think the part I'm most excited for is how hard I'm going to test myself and how far I may be able to go. Right on. <clears throat> Ty, you ready for a real question? Always. Okay. So, these, you, so the, yeah, these two goofs don't anything. Oh, here's the deal. We go way back. I saw you almost murder yourself to defeat Judas Icarus. A long journey, uh, you know, culminated at Ballroom Ball uh, at the Commodore. And, you know, everyone talks about that. It, it took a lot out of you. It did. I saw what it, you know, it drained you. I saw what it did to you. There are concerns that if you can't beat Mr. Ferguson, that you might follow that same path. What do you say to the people that think that, you know, you get too obsessed with, uh, with the losses, that you don't know how to move on past things, that that's holding you back a bit, that you get, you know, stuck on these fuse, that you've got to get that win. What do you say to those people? say they couldn't be more right um i i want to give a response and say i'll get over it but truth be told um i'll get over it if i lose fairly if if ferguson can beat me one-on-one -on -one, no wiseman no jumping me in my entrance no crooked ref i'll get over it. it's as easy as that it's it's when it's fair competition i have no quarrel losing to anyone it is when they feel the need to undercut me every single turn I make. And when, when they feel like they, they, they have to cheat and they, they can't beat me singly. And that's, and that's when I get obsessed. And I, I will admit I get obsessed. I know I do. I've taken years off of my career already and I'm only 23 and I don't even know if I'll be doing this by the time I'm 40, just from the things I went through two years ago. And if I have to do that again, so be it. If I have to teach Ferguson a lesson, that he was better off as a Barney dancing clown piece of shit than Soviet. Now uh, at NEW two, we saw people going through tables. We saw, saw a lot of shenanigans uh, outside of the ring. And I asked Corey Basso this question. I asked if he's going to call it down the middle and keep things on the inside. Where do you think you will hold a better advantage? If things get rough, things get dirty, or if things stay clean and stay in the ring. I think regardless of which one it is, I will give credit. That was a great question, Selfish Mike. Let's yeah, that. that's a good that's was, Thanks, thank guys. Thank you for that. Progress. But I, love I, it. I kept it above board. You know, yeah. let's let's get professional here. Fine, yeah. fine. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, I think regardless of its outside or inside, if we're wrestling hold for hold or if we're brawling on the floor. I think I'm confident that I have the upper hand regardless. I, I do. I, I put the time in. I make four to five training classes a week. I'm wrestling almost every weekend. I'm constantly trying to better myself. And that's not me being cocky. That's me finally getting a little bit of confidence in myself. I truly believe 
that if the wise men stay out of it and if Corey Basso stays down the middle, that I have this match regardless of where it goes. All right. Uh, so NEW3 uh, kicks off this coming Thursday, November 27th at the Studio Nightclub. I'm taking this opportunity where there was a very fair and balanced question from Mike Paris and an equally balanced response from Elliot Tyler where he didn't say anything negative to Mike Paris. Uh, this is progress, gentlemen. So we're going to end it right there. Oh, 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 I just got one more question. It's, it's oh, no. above board. It's above, it's above board. It's about wrestling. So yep. El- don't, don't squint at me. No, I'm go. All right. So B for you're you've got a, let's say you've got a match and it, it's fan fans bring the weapons. You're in the ring. Mm-hmm. Across from you is selfish Mike. Yep. What weapon would you want to use most on, on selfish you're, Mike's face? You're ruining it. You're ruining it. A, I, just, I just have a question. It's about wrestling. A thumbtack covered spoon so I could hit him in the ass with it. Um that would probably be it. Now I have a quick question if that's okay. Oh my wow. god. We'll move it on real quickly out. from the thumbtack spoon. Out, real quick. Um Mike, what yes, size shoes do you wear? Because I have to buy you those tap dancing shoes. Oh, oh. <sighs> we were you look like so a size well. five. Size yeah, four. size four. Wow, four size four. Wow. Head down you to your it. local winners and hit up the twelves, baby. I don't we get were, that. We were doing so well. All right. Well, Elliot Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, you guys on social media can you know continue to repair your relationship and maybe one day uh, your friends. Wouldn't that be nice, huh? A little bit of friendship? Yeah, well, uh, Bowman, Wyatt, have a wonderful night. And Paris, um, stub your toe before you go to bed tonight. Thanks. Let's not say anything we can't Jesus. take. And he's gone. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I think that went what? okay. What was that? What? I, 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 Wyatt, come on. What? what? You, you can't, you can't, like, you can't gotcha the gotcha guy. This, what? this isn't fair. You just got gotched. I got. I, it's already it's already been gotchin. It's the gotch neutralizer, right? Yeah, there. it's right there. Gotcha. Right? <laughs> you neutralized. <laughs> well, guy, yeah, man, you 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 okay. are the one who set the bar here. I just okay, fine, it, right? Yes, right? fine, fair enough. But now I'm now chain what? wrestling I'm, right now. I'm, I'm wearing oversized shoes in in hell, tap dancing with a with a thumbtack spoon in my ass, like. I don't think he's hitting the ass. I think he was, like, he was going to tap you. Did you say he was going to insert? It? I thought Cor- it was more of a hit you. Thing. Well, whatever. Okay, Corey Basso didn't threaten you with. With a spoon. Because he's a liar. At least he's up front with you. Corey Basso would do it. You don't even know it. Like that guy, he's a punk. You, you incited it. this though. He, he wasn't, he was ready to, we were on, I asked a good question. We yeah. were on a good, good uh, stepping off point as Bowman said. And then you were like, nice. hey, what spoon do you want to shove up Mike's ass? Like, what was that about? I mean, you're, I don't want to defend Wyatt, but that wasn't the question no. that was asked. No, <laughs> I mean, that's what I wrote, wrote down. I didn't actually ask it that way. I mean. Did I did I already talk about that question before with Beef before we came on the show? Maybe, but there's no Jeez. proof of that. All right, you, you okay. Just kind of a, oh, you just you said maybe. So maybe, yeah. That's, you have a, yeah, yeah, you have I'm an out. All safe right. in a court of law. Look, I I I know a lawyer. Okay. Well, no better time to get to the wide world of wrestling. All right, so last Wednesday on Dynamite, it was the fallout from Full Gear, and uh, we were texting each other back and forth uh, watching the show, and I guess the top thing that came up is that, Wyatt, you just, you're just not buying Hangman Page. You are not falling for that cowboy shit. You, like, you had a rant about it, and I want to give you the floor to explain what your uh, your issues are with the AEW world champion. I feel that's like, I, you know, we've talked in the past about Carrie saying about how she wasn't a real pirate. She was just cosplaying as a pirate. And I feel like he's just cosplaying as a cowboy. Like, I feel like they're going to do a big montage 
of him riding a horse, but from behind, it'll be a really bad stunt double. It'll be like Nick Cage's stunt double. And I'm like, oh, that's Hangman Page riding his horse. Uh, he doesn't look like a, he doesn't sound like a cowboy to me. I don't like his mic work, uh, you know, nice flippy clothesline, but you're not a cowboy. I don't know. That should be a cowboy's finisher, man. You should be flipping and shit. You're just out there. With, I don't know. Watch Yellowstone, okay? I'm just saying, watch Yellowstone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I hear enough of <laughs> advertising for... We're not getting paid to advertise Yellowstone like so Season many other Season 4 is on Prime right are. now. Kevin Johnson stars. <laughs> Rip Wheeler's a real cowboy. He'll take you to the train station. I just don't see Hagman Page doing that, all right? I'm I heard saying. Kevin Costner was in it, and he was in Field of Dreams. He's, he knows a lot about horses, too. Again, it's all authentic. You, you'll believe it. And Hangman Page, I don't, again, okay, we're talking again. We're talking about him as being like the next big thing. It's like the yes. first kid. That's that I'm talking about that look yes. like he's fine wrestler. I'm having a bit of a laugh, but as, as like him being the guy, the guy that's going to get those chances stuff. I'm just not there yet. I, I'm sure I could be wrong. I'm not saying I know it all, but watching him, he hasn't got me to buy into his character yet. And I just sit there going like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so this kicked off probably the the best angle of the show. Uh, Brian Danielson comes out while he's celebrating with the uh, the Dark Order, and uh, you know goes to congratulate him. But then throughout the the promo, essentially turns heel, uh, getting the crowd to boo the shit out of him for just mentioning WrestleMania. And I absolutely love this because the opening sentence of Brian Danielson's promo clearly explains what his issue is because he's never really been an overt baby face since he's been back. He's just been there to kick some ass and win some matches. But he mentioned how he was disappointed that it wasn't Kenny Omega standing across the ring from him. And then he proceeded to kind of dress down hangman page a little bit. And essentially, yeah, his issue is that he wanted to be the guy to beat Omega to avenge that time limit draw. And page took that from him i liked page's salty little line about uh yeah it didn't take me uh 30 minutes to beat him as a little good uh give and take but with danielson coming out of this segment and this show as a heel uh paris how do you feel about that god like we've we've praised brian danielson for everything he's done since he's been aew and before the in this calendar year he's like we've said, he's been the wrestler of the year. And that's, I'd say that's uh, hard to deny. Yeah. Um, but to be able to be the biggest pop to a heel in like literally saying two sentences and in the matter of 30 seconds, going from literally the one of the biggest pops of the night, his music hits, he comes out to standing in the ring, makes one comment and turns heel effectively. That is top tier stuff like you you cannot be uh, 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 lack, lacking in talent if you can pull something like that off yeah the crowd hated him and they've also positioned him over the next several weeks because he beat the holy hell out of evil uno and stomped his head in uh, and they've positioned him now where basically over the next several weeks, and I saw somebody break it down where a bunch of Dark Order's hometowns are coming up on Dynamites and Rampages. We've got Colt Cabana happening tomorrow night on Dynamite in Chicago where he's going to one by one run through Hangman Page's friends and then absolutely beat the ever-loving shit out of them and then culminate that with beating up Hangman Page and taking that title. That's good stuff. 
Yeah, you ever pump uh, a bunch of quarters into to Street Fighter Arcade and watch your guy kind of work up the charts, yeah. defeating one after the next after the next? That's what this feels like, and I love it. I'm so behind this. And he's going to make Hangman Page watch as he runs through all of his cronies. And I'm sure one or two of them are probably giving him a pretty good fight, but they're all going to end, not with like, you know, probably a submission that he won't let go of or something, but I'm hoping throughout the line, they're all referee stoppages because of uh, some stop. Why? What do you feel about uh, uh, Brian Danielson's run through the Dark Order? I mean, it's smart because they got to find a way to, to kind of keep this guy as a heel, and you know he's going to get cheers in certain places. So this is a good way to do it and have him attack the guys in the hotel, like that hometown. That's kind of brilliant, and it kind of leads into something Cody Rhodes said recently, which was like very smart, where he's like, "Yeah, like I'll be booed some places and cheered others." Is like home games versus away games, which is like such a fun way of describing versus you know, yeah. WWE being like these guys are just wacky. They just do things different here. No, it's giving validation to the fans right yeah, yeah. Like, like that's the way to do it like no these are hometowns like it makes sense and we're not treating you like idiots like why wouldn't you cheer for your guy and that's the perfect way to describe it with brian daniels and obviously like he's his guy that's gonna get cheers because everyone's happy he's there so you know he was just recently a face how to make him a heel yeah beat the show people in their hometowns and like and done in a way that's smart not just like vince where it's like you happen to be from there you've got to lose because he's gonna laugh in the back like it, it all feels organic and it makes sense and which is again we talk about every week it, it, it treats fans with a, a certain respect that we just haven't had in a while yeah, it's a very cool idea. And and the the idea that they've been able to to kind of once once again long-term storytell and just kind of work their way through this. And it makes sense to kind of feed these people to Daniel uh, Brian Danielson uh and and see him work his way through. It's very cool. I'm just worried that I'm I'm worried that Anna Jay is gonna get her head kicked in. That's oh all. no. <laughs> Cause you know, like, you know, uh Alan Five Angels is gonna be crazy over for that match against Danielson. Like, this is gonna make some of those guys, and maybe one or two of them really has an amazing match with them and hits that next level, and maybe this turns into something for them down the line, like uh, 10 press. Yeah, there there is some underrated and underutilized talent in the dark order. Um, these guys can go, and if anyone's there to showcase that, it's Brian Danielson. Yeah, it reminds me years ago of when it was, was it uh, Punk versus Orton at WrestleMania? And then Orton spent the weeks leading up to it, punt kicking all the members of the new Nexus and basically like running them down. Obviously that was face taking out heel faction one by one, but Danielson's going to be hated in every single one of these towns. And the Dark Order guys are going to be super over and he's going to win. And then again, like, if you want to pay off the two-year story of Hangman Page, why you'll you'll enjoy this. If you don't want to go with Hangman Page as your guy, but you obviously wanted to pay off the two-year story, have him beat Omega before Omega went off for his multiple surgeries and stuff. Cool. The culmination happened. Awesome. There we go. But if you don't want to go with Hangman Page as your guy, what better way to get the belt off of him than by having undefeated uh ass kicking heel brian danielson take that feel good moment away from hangman page and then you have a temporary couple month reign for him and then danielson's got the belt which i feel like they've been building to all along ever since he signed yeah you can do a lot of things with that storyline even you know that's the thing about this. so many moving parts they can go through different ways we have you know looking at omega adam cole who's going to be face who's going to be heel when you, you're gone for a while and it comes back, maybe he's the face. All of a sudden, now you've got a healed Brian. You can still renew rivalries there. You've got Hangman Page now. He's the you know the baby face. You've got healed Brian. Maybe Hangman Page, if you want to, you know, quote, unquote, protect him, he loses because, you know, Brian Danielson exposes uh, his love of the Dark Order and maybe he does something to one of the Dark Order that, like, costs him a match sort of thing. Like, you've got so many ways you can kind of go about it. That's kind of fun. So, 
end of the day, I think, you know, wrestling fans are the lucky ones here because we're going to see, you know, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson being an asshole. Uh, and again, he's not changing too much, like you said, which is what's brilliant about it. He's just kind of differently focused on different people now, which is what's awesome about it. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Once again, and I said the same thing about his, um, you know, kind of extreme earth hugging uh, heel gimmick was that it's once again, I feel like it's just himself turned up to 11. He's yeah. there to kick ass. He's there to uh, have great wrestling matches and he's going to amp that up to 11. He's going to do whatever he needs to do as the heel, Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan, you know, uh, as the heel to, to get to that goal, to have these great matches and to kick people's head in. And so he's going to do it. And he's bitter because he can't do that against Kenny Omega. So that's always going to be this lingering thing in his head. And he holds Hangman Page responsible. Oh, it's such good storytelling. And it's very nice and refreshing to be able to watch a weekly wrestling program and be invested in the storytelling. Now, uh, Darby Allen and MJF was probably a lot of people's match of the night at uh, Full Gear. I know, Wyatt, you absolutely adored that match. I can't think of anybody who had a negative things to say about that match. So both guys come out of that on Dynamite last week into different programs. Uh, I posted in a chat, uh, yeah, that Darby Allen is moving into a program with Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, never have I seen such a clear winner and loser come out of a program based on who their next feuds are with. So Darby Allen's feuding with Billy Gunn and they are finally, they're pulling the trigger on it. We're going MJF versus CM Punk. Um, Paris, what were your initial thoughts when MJF's out there? He's talking shit. Nobody's on his level, cocky as hell. And then cult of personality hits. Yeah. I do wonder if we're going to see something similar because MJF has his, his uh, brood of uh, the pinnacle um, there to kind of take some bullets for him. Uh, So I could see us working through them uh, with CM Punk beforehand. And I think everyone in the pinnacle could put up a good match. I would love to see Ty Dillinger and, and uh, what's his name? Sean Sean Spears. Spears. Yeah. uh, Putting up a good match with, with CM Punk. I'm just, I keep going back to the fed names today. Holy, I'm on a roll. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm, again, I'm excited because CM Punk, you know, he's been kind of, floating along in a, in a sense and kind of waiting like even him like fighting new talent it was nice but it was kind of like okay whatever whereas i think brian danielson's kind of almost he's gonna fight new talent but it makes better sense in his storyline perspective so everything down brian feels tight and punk it seems like he's kind of finding his way well, fair enough he's been out of the business for a while uh i think that kingston match was the first kind of like yeah maybe he's ready to, to move on to, to bigger picture stuff and i think yeah mgf is great because you've got it you know the pipe bomb guy himself versus mgf two guys who are fantastic on the mic and but you've also MGF's promo after that match was fantastic where he said, you know, everyone just says I'm great in the mic, but I can go in the ring. And so now you've got him like wanting to win, you know, on the mic and in the ring. And, you know, CM Punk may have lost his step according to Roman Reigns, but he can still go. So I'm just intrigued to see where those two take it and to see, like, I honestly want to see, like, we always talk about the fans kind of, it's hard for heels to kind of fully get over because fans respect them when they're getting, because they get to kind of say the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and But MGF is so good at it, I think he can do it. We also like CM Punk can also match him there. So I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see how, the fan reaction plays out on this one. Yeah. Cause there is like some possible thoughts. And I know throughout the little mini program he had with Kingston that maybe they would be positioning punk as heel. But before you do that, you do have to have him go through the program with MJF. That's what everybody kind of wants to see. Uh, I don't know. What's the over under on them referencing the, uh, the photo that's been making the rounds of childhood MJF and uh, CM punk at the, uh, the autograph table built in history. Yeah. Why, why authentic- not? built-in history it's incredible yeah and, and i think we we called this uh, a while back 
um, you know, someone's got to call him out for a shitty MMA record. So like, right. To, to be able to really take those low blows. And I, I think that CM Punk uh, respects his work on the mic to be able to give him permission to do something like that. I like, honestly, they've already brought in MMA fighters before. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if Mickey Gall is even fighting anymore. They could bring back one of the guys that beat him. Oh. Right. MJF could do that and have him come out with him. Yes. Like, that would be such a heel move. And here's the thing that's great is that they didn't have in their first confrontation. Punk comes out, says some shit to him. MJF says some shit back, brings up his MMA record. They are drawing this out. I think the way that they positioned it, where Punk comes out, stares him down, gets in the ring. MJF go introduce himself, goes to shake his hand. Punk looks at him, just kind of laughs and scoffs and turns and walks away, chuckling to himself. Holy shit, man. That's some good storytelling. And they're not just going all in right away. Yeah, it's it's impressive that uh, you know he can serve a great promo without saying a word. Basically, oh, <laughs> we saw there. Great. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly like if I'm MGF, uh, I bring in one of those guys that beat him as my training partner and do like training vignettes, just like working out how to beat CM Punk. Well, not much. You throw a punch. Is that it? And then you got to do. You got to gotta cauliflower his ears, which is super easy to do. Uh, yeah, because those you talk about photos making the rounds. I'm sure the childhood MJF photo will do. But also, if you're MJF, you got to trot out some post-fight battered CM Punk uh, photos in this. It's incredible. Again, Danielson and Punk, the two guys they brought in, now have these really, really hot feuds. And you know what? Like Punk Kingston, that's not over. You can pick that up again six months down the line and it'll be just as just as aggressive and just as hot so kingston i guess uh was positioned and in going into a program with uh daniel garcia and uh 2.0 feels like a bit of a step back now why you were super excited for eddie kingston coming out of this what's your take on that program it, it feels almost a bit like it slowed down a bit for him i, I don't know how much he's gonna do for him but again i'll, I'll give credit to him i think he, he made something out of nothing with punk so for me to doubt him at this point would be silly i kind of gotten bored with him being able to kind of make something out of nothing so i will see what he can do with it and again we always talk about it. there's only so many angles and times in AEW right now so you know i think you said it perfectly they can kind of put that punk kingston heat on the back burner but all it takes is one run in in one feud to kind of fuck things up for punk and all of a sudden that's back on so i'm not too worried about it uh and so if they're gonna long play that down the line for kingston to get a bit more of a push i'm actually okay with it Anybody have anything else AEW related before we uh, move on? All no. Good. All right. Uh, also, uh, guys, you know, 48 hours ago was the one time a year where Raw and SmackDown go head to head. Survivor Series was a couple days ago. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we all watched differing uh, amounts of it, uh, but also made sure to stay on top of the results and everything. Uh, Paris, how much of Survivor Series did you find yourself watching? And did you enjoy what you saw? Uh, I am. I think I've watched Becky Charlotte. And then I watched the, the kickoff match, which was Nakamura and uh, uh, what's his name? Priest. Bow and Arrow. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I've watched the men's elimination match, which I think was, 50% entrances and 50% match. I think the entrances went on for a good 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> I can't imagine that that was planned for. I, I have no idea, but um, so I had three matches in. Uh, I think Becky and Charlotte was, was a pretty good match. I, I will give them that. And, but I think that is honestly, and I'll go back to it again. I think that has to do with the storytelling behind it. I think there are some legitimate, beef there um there was some legitimate uh stuff that came up in that promo on smackdown and uh so i was excited to see it and i think that 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 match paid off um i can't speak to the rest of the card 
but it I feel like it might be a bit of a struggle to make my way through it. Yeah, it was a great pre-match promo. And then obviously you got Becky Lynch making the rounds, doing the interviews, and she was talking with uh, the MMA chap uh, last week and going in on Ric Flair, talking about how Charlotte's just like a bully and someone's going to like stand up to her and stuff and how like she's a bitch and she's difficult to work with and all that stuff. So really added uh, some investment into that match. Why did you watch the Lynch-Flair uh, uh, match? Yeah, I just keep getting Basso vibes from this. This is too much. I'm like, I don't, I don't trust it anymore. Like, you know, her coming on, I'm like, oh yeah, he's a bully. And now I'm like, that's too much now. Like they're, yeah. they're trying too hard to pull back the curtains. And now I'm like, I'm on, I don't know. I feel like it's a, a bit of a work. Yeah. I think they shot, they shot themselves into a work brother. Like they got probably had a bit of beef, but now they're like, let's make it even bigger. And like, yeah, it, it makes sense. you know, you're trying to get that, that does kind of, you know, Lynch has always been someone who's kind of been able to bring her own heat to her own stuff and, and make good use of it and platform off of that into kind of making intrigue that WD doesn't done a good job of it themselves. So I think she's really good at that. So, you know, it's a fine match, but it's again, everything's WB, like what happens this week doesn't matter next week. So it's just really hard for me to care too much. Like, you know, okay, great. But this feels like we don't joke all the time. The Orton Cena, you know, feuds over the, the 12 years, like, okay, I'm sure they can wrestle another million times. It'll be great. But it's also like, I, I, where's the intrigue going to come? Like they're making their own intrigue now, but, I don't know. I guess I, I, it's almost they're going to going to the well too much with that. Like remember when Ronda was here and there was all like the oh no they're shooting on each other again. It just feels like every time Becky's in something, it's not enough intrigue. She's like, well, let's just start shooting, and I don't know if it's real anymore. So that's kind of distracting from. It's not as fun for me anymore. Because um, I think especially Ronda, honestly, like I feel she actually did she did work herself into a shoot when she's like. I don't no, know. I feel like is, he was. This, is, this isn't wrestling. Yeah. I'm gonna beat her ass. <laughs> like this isn't a this isn't a wrestling match. I'm gonna kick the shit out of her. Like yeah, she was like. I think she actually fell this for it. <laughs> this isn't fake. You know, this isn't predetermined matches and stuff. No, I'm actually gonna yeah. beat this woman up in the middle of the ring. That's like you're that flirting with yeah. you're flirting with late WCW like Goldberg yes. at Fall Brawl went against the <laughs> script and refused to take yeah. the Jackknife Powerbomb which I still can't believe all this many years later actually happened that's nuts that's insane and Vince Russo should never be allowed back in the business for that at Fall Brawl Goldberg <laughs> went against the script it's like oh fuck what are you doing um, the men's elimination match with, I, I like Survivor Series I get into that and the fact that people get beat by cross bodies and stuff and all that uh, yeah you're right Paris that was a lot of entrances yeah. also, you had Kevin Owens wanting to start the match and then he dipped and got counted out uh, was it uh, McIntyre and was it Lasher they Lashley, counted yeah. out as well so yeah. you got three count out eliminations in this which the crowd was booing the shit out of uh, and then it came down where Rollins was the sole survivor beating Jeff Hardy. Hardy definitely looks like he's kind of lost a step. Like I get a little bit bummed watching Jeff Hardy wrestle a little bit now, not to the same level of like Kurt Angle in latter day Kurt Angle, but you know, I know he's older and stuff, but yeah, Hardy just doesn't really have the, the juice really anymore. Probably the biggest, we're talking about the entrances, probably the biggest pop went to Jeff Hardy. Oh, of course. People coming out. Him. Yeah. But I, it, like I, oh, yeah. I kind of yeah. done, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And 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 that match was just like, if you want to do Survivor Series, I feel like they need to rethink the whole thing. And I think that this year might push them to do so in just maybe it needs to be a special match style more than it needs to be a pay-per-view and to lean on it continuously and to say that this is one of the big, big five, big six, whatever number we want to give it to it uh, in the year to say that's going to be one of the big pay-per-views of the year is not 
it's not fair. No, <laughs> it's, you, it's just yeah. a bad, it's a bad product. And even with the brand split, which honestly makes it moderately more interesting, it also detracts from it in a lot of ways as well. Um, thinking back to the year where they pushed the title, was it back onto Lesnar, right? Because right before Survivor Series, because they Nothing didn't want AJ it's, Styles. Yeah, they, wrong that. Like, no, they, they that. push it onto like Daniel Bryan, then they push it onto like AJ Styles right. beat Jinder Mahal for it. Yes, that's like, what I'm thinking. Styles yeah. Lesnar, like they're always making little tweaks and changes before uh, right. the pay-per-view. So like they're, they're, they're booking themselves into a corner here by having this match and having this format, which doesn't always serve the product. And it, it, it just seems, I think they need to just generally rethink the idea of Survivor Series and whether or not it, it lives to stand another year. Yeah, but also the storytelling of it all. Like, we're going to talk a little bit about a classic Survivor Series match a bit later on. But these teams were announced on Twitter, like, two weeks before the event. And then every single show... Change. And I'm talking about the women's as well. Like, team members are changing. This person's in. Now he's out. This person was on. Now he's out. Okay, both Mysterios. Fuck off. You're done. Uh, where it's like going into the show, I couldn't even really remember the all the members of both Team Raw and Team SmackDown. Whereas in past years, they announced that early. They have qualifying matches, whatever. And then you at least have a couple weeks of building, you know, the, the tension with the two teams. But now it's like, I couldn't tell you who was on what team. And you talk about, nakamura versus uh damian priest okay so usually the u.s champion versus intercontinental champion match is one to get excited about and kind of look forward to a couple of workhorse titles and whatnot they bumped this thing to the pre-show for uh the 25 man rock anniversary tribute battle royal which i don't know if you guys saw this but the predominant function of this battle royal was to push pizza hut pizza yes <laughs> that's barbara and of the pro- predominant feature of the show, and maybe we'll get to this, maybe you have this later on the sheet, but is when is The Rock going to show up? Because yeah. we've got a four-hour show dedicated to The Rock, ostensibly, and his new movie, and his fucking egg, whatever we'll the hell to, that we'll was get to about. The, we'll get to the egg. Do we have to? Survivor Series and eggs, the guy fucking is obsessed. <laughs> Vince shows up. With uh, in a limo, and you're like, oh shit, the rock's got to be in there with them, right? That's the only thing that makes sense. No, the rock is nowhere to be seen throughout the entire show. A show that was, like I say, ostensibly dedicated to him. They have a battle royal in his name. They have his his movie is is uh, the main sponsor. The whole opening credit sequence. I don't even know what to call it. The the big build before they start the show is all like how. Red Notice is that the name of the movie? It looks yes. like shit. So I don't yeah, know. hey, it worked. Uh, you knew what the name of the movie was. <laughs> <laughs> it was like how many Survivor Series and Red Notice have so many things in common? It's so and dumb. It's so like a five minute build to the show, and it's like where where you couldn't have paid him. You couldn't have paid him some appearance fee to just show up for the night. Now Come apparently. On. The Rock is in Europe filming something, and due to like quarantine and stuff, he couldn't feasibly come in and then couldn't go Skype back in for you. Stuff. Couldn't Skype I, in. For I know. You. Where's the pre? Do a pre-recorded video or something sure. like that. They're hyping this guy up all night, and yeah, I was watching predominantly because like, oh, is The Rock going to be there? This is exciting. Sami Zayn had said that he was going to win that battle royal and use the platform to call out The Rock and kick his ass on the 25th anniversary of his debut. So I'm like, oh man, what if Zayn won the battle royal? If Rock is there, come out, give him a rock bottom send the people on like, okay that's great right on but no and then vince to have him come out of the limo and all people who will 
inevitably be released in the next 12 months to be fawning over him. Oh my <laughs> God, he's got the egg. Oh man, like that's just, that's just sad. And have we even talked about uh, the last round of releases happened after we recorded, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit Road, John Morrison. Uh, yeah, man. Like, it's just sad to watch them all put on these airs. Like, oh, Vince, oh my God, we're so excited. And he's sitting there talking to Roman Reigns about this fucking egg. Uh, and, oh, man, it was just not a good time for Vince to come back, which there never is really a good time at this point for him to come back. But to come in and just shill hard for Red Notice and Pizza Hut all fucking night. And they're like, that's kind of the issue. That's how they're going to just keep making money, right? Ratings are down, live attendance and stuff is down. I mean, everything is down, but it's not impacting them at all because the rights they're getting for the shows and the fact that they're whoring themselves out to Pizza Hut and Netflix movies. And that's just going to line their pockets. You remember, we're not that many months removed from John Morrison, recently released, running from fucking zombies backstage <laughs> that were brought there by Batista and they had a zombie lumberjack match where the Miz was I guess kayfabe eaten by zombies eaten? Yeah. like and again they made a they I'm sure like Netflix gave them a boatload of money to do the zombie thing and that's going to offset any losses from dwindling TV revenues or anything is just all offset by these sponsorships and Saudi shows and I'm ashamed to admit I'm a part of that too I'm never going to cancel the network unless they get rid of classic content. If it was only new content, only new pay-per-views, only new this and that, even the specials, I would have canceled that shit ages ago. But I cannot part with my $12 a month and lose out all the ECW stuff, all classic WCW. If I want to watch In Your House Mind Games from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1996, Mike Paris, if I want to watch Mark Henry get down, I can do that. All of it, it's my disposal. So I'm always going to keep the network. So I'll bitch and complain, but they've always got me like on the hook. I'm sorry, do we get paid by WWE right now? That was a long commercial you just gave for them. I feel like that was a big pitch you just did. No matter how bad it gets, you still got the good stuff on back order. It's true. I'm trapped. I feel trapped. This is a good commercial. You're tricking us. You're making us feel relate to you. The pay-per-view was not good. The weekly shows are not good. But... Ah, you keep, okay. See, that's an example of a good commercial. You don't realize what's going on. You're making it part of your character, and that's really smart. And that's kind of what again, I, I hate doing what AEW did, but when they had their you know Space Jam or whatever two thing, where they had like the fucking elite coming out bouncing the basketballs terribly and jamming on the hoops, like that's a fun way to do it. Where like you're clearly selling out, winky winky. Yeah, 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 yeah that's kind yeah. of a fun way to do it. Um, and there are honestly, I, I have you know time for zombies attacking the ring. I would rather it be kind of like a, a cinematic match, like that AJ Styles and Undertaker. Like if you want to yeah. do that approach, make it so it yeah. is kind of an offshoot. Like oh, okay, like we get what's going on. It's kind of fun, uh, but it gets worse when like obviously when that's all you do, and when you have like you know eating pizza and shit and like all the, it's just the shilling is too hard. It's the balance is off, and you got to do it like Bowman. You got to pretend it's coming from the heart, and that it's like you know it's not a commercial when in fact it is. We will know if uh, Bowman's really shilling something if he starts selling us Pizza Hut because everyone knows he's a Papa John's guy. That's so right. that's true. That's you know, he'd say it. He'd be like, I just, you know what? Uh, um, Send help if Bowman minute, starts shilling like, Pizza Hut. This pizza is just too damn good to stop eating. I don't want to eat it, but is it too damn good? 
<laughs> I, know I wouldn't should, even order Pizza Hut if they got I know rid of I, pepperoni. I know I should eat a salad, all right? I know this isn't healthy for me. I should eat a salad and get my life together, but I can't fucking help it. It's Pizza Hut. Eat it. Classic. It's got all yeah. the good stuff you count on on a pizza. Forget about the new stuff they're offering. Yeah, new stuff's not the good. good the shit's still stuff. on the menu. <laughs> so apparently... Crust. They uh, did it first. Vince McMahon and his stupid egg from Red Notice, which no one knew about because no one's seen it. Uh, yeah, Have you that's, seen it? Uh, no. It looks like shit. Yeah. It looks I, terrible. I probably will, but, you know, just, I can't help it. As far as <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in The Rock. What am I supposed to do? Netflix still has the good shit. You know, yeah. Tell me. They got Seinfeld now. So got tell Fairy on there. They got old rock classics. I'm not getting rid of Netflix. I can't get rid of it just because the new stuff is shit. It's still got the old stuff I like. So I have to keep Walking doing tall. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the whole egg thing, the person who stole it was Austin Theory, and they're use and Vince forgave him immediately because he reminds him of himself and then put him in a title match with uh, with Big E. And uh, yeah, I don't know the rest of the specifics, but apparently, yeah, this is the egg thing is to get uh, Austin Theory a bit of a, yada, a, bit yada, of a yada, Austin Theory is champion, yeah, yeah, and that's how we wound up with Austin Theory is champion beating, uh, yeah, but yeah, man, it's it's rough out there. For WWE, uh, let's 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 wrap it up there. Uh, Paris, you got a little uh, pusher berry or something else? What do you got for us? Let's give you boys the option. Uh, I could do pusher berry. I've got a good long list of pusher berry. Or how about another round of Family Feud? I think. Oh, you know who loves Family yeah. Feud? Clive. Clive. Clive wants us to do Family Feud. Yeah, let's 100%. do it for let's do it for Clive. We're doing it for Clive. We'll do it, Clive. Hey, everybody. It's your man. <laughs> oh, God. This is, I forgot the impersonation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the architect, Mike Paris. Oh, God. Ready to play some more wrestling family feud. Oh, no. It's your man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. This might be uh, reminiscent of a, of a game we've played in the past. Um, each of these is going to have top four answers on the board. Yep. Okay. Oh, Are you ready? media followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Hold, please. We're going to start with uh, one, The Rock, uh, as he's pr- previously mentioned. Uh, we're going to do buzzers in. So give me a beep, beep, beep. Oh, God. Yeah. Bowman. <laughs> yeah, I, you know I will. You don't have to tell me. Uh, according to IMDb, what are The Rock's most known for? Films, his top four beep, beep, beep. known for films. Uh, I guess Fast and Furious. Do that to like a particular Fast and Furious? You do. Okay, Fast and Furious six. <laughs> the That's tiny buzz is a no. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> beep beep beep. Yes. Uh, skyscraper. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. Let's go. Let's go. Kids oriented Jumanji. Um, can you be more specific? Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Ding. There we go. <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> Ding. All right. All right. I'm going to go with Jungle Cruise. Bah. Okay. I'm going to go with Moana. Ding. Yeah. I'm going to go with Moana. <laughs> I'm going to guess pain and gain. 
and uh, Bowman, I think that's yep. your that's your three strikes. Yeah. So yeah. why this is all you? Just for this, uh, I'll just in case Hobson Shaw because it was mostly about him. Just in case. Uh, Damn it. Okay. Uh, we tooth have fairy? was it Tooth Fairy? <laughs> Journey to the Center. Oh of the Jesus. Earth. Okay. Mysterious and Island. Yep. GI Joe Retaliation. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Still, of course. Yeah. See that okay. the investigative journalist and me picked up right away where that was going. So yeah, Bowman's not good at following those breadcrumbs. I'm not. <laughs> I don't even need to give you hints, Wyatt. Even though we're on we're on bad terms, you and I right now. So I constantly get I lost know. in wooded areas. <laughs> Eat the crumbs. Where'd that crumb come from? <laughs> I don't care, but it's good. <laughs> this is Pizza Hut. I know it's this not is Pizza Hut crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> this I know a stuffed crust when I when I see one. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Same question, oh, different God. actor. John Cena. Beep, beep, beep. Oh. Yes, sir. The Marine. Uh, hold, please. <laughs> My internet is being very slow. I apologize. I blame the fact that we are on this call. Uh, that is correct. Ding. Yeah. yeah. Wyatt. Wyatt. I'm trying to we'll go new or not. The Suicide Squad. This is the Suicide Squad because new. Let's just try it out. Yes. Very good. Very yes. good. Yes. I'm going to go with blockers. Ooh. Good guess. Good guess. Not yes. on the board. Let's rock with train wreck. Oh, that's a good guess. No. Good train wreck on the board. <laughs> I'm going to go with playing with fire. I don't Oh, that's the one where he plays a firefighter, right? You just press the X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking. He was in, what was it? One, two, eight. So Fast Furious 9. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to go with. Oh, jeez. Johnson. Oh, Bumblebee. Oh, shit. You got it. Oh, what? that's incorrect. Whoa. Bumblebee, not on the board. Oh. Have we hit three strikes for both of you yet? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, on, I'm on two strikes. Are you on two? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay, relax. I got relax. one well, this time. Okay, let's one more go. Let's hear it, Wyatt. What do you, you got? Something else? I don't think I do. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Time's up. Yep. Bummin. That's fair. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, what's the new one he came out with? What the hell? We'll go with Vacation Friends. Ah, just X. I don't know. I'm bad. Yeah, can I get Vacation Friends? Oh, is that even a movie? It is. It <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, it is. All right, gentlemen, one more, one more. Can you guess one. So this, this is a pity one for Bowman. That's fine. Already up to nothing. So I'll, I'll take it easy on him this time. <clears throat> That's good of you. That's very nice of you, yep. uh, gentlemen. IMDb known for films of one Dave Batista. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Go ahead, Bowman. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy! Wyatt. Uh, the worst fucking Bond movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Spectre. <laughs> Can I see Spectre? Yes. <laughs> they did not play off his little thumb knives. Nothing. You got to say one word. Shit. His eye out. <laughs> he, it wasn't his, he gouged one guy's eye out with his little thumbnail knives, or, which were really cool. And then that was it. Um, okay, I'm going with Blade Runner 2049. Survey says... Damn it. Uh, what was that comedy did with... Uh, oh, shit. That fucking comedy. Oh, God. I know it. 
Bowman, what is it? Is yours? Say it, say it. I can't remember. Stuber. There you go, Stuber. Yeah. And I got Kumail Nanjiani vehicle Stuber. And I say vehicle, pun intended. Aha. Excellent. Got Bowman on the bus there. Uh, can we go Guardians of Gal- Galaxy 2? Um, I'm gonna need a title correction, please. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Jesus, thank Christ, you, you piece of shit. <laughs> I stubered him. <laughs> you stubered me good. I knew you couldn't resist the show. You're in. You're in. <laughs> the trap worked perfectly. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Batista, Batista, Batista. I'm gonna go with. I said Blade Runner. Can't believe it wasn't Blade Runner. Um, Man with the Iron Fists. I don't know what the fuck I was. We, we talked about breadcrumbs, <laughs> and Bowman didn't want to follow him. I tried. Avengers: Infinity War. Go oh, all no. the way. Go to the big ones. <laughs> Avengers: <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> all right, boys, we'll do one more just for fun. Sure, I'm up three nothing. Well, I'll give him something. All right, I'll just mute <laughs> my films, mic. He gets a chance. The films of one. Hulk Hogan. Oh God! No holds barred, brother. Can I get no holds barred? Uh, the nanny. I just want to throw it out there. The nanny. <laughs> uh, Fran Drescher's the nanny. Oh God! Is it not called that? Whatever it is, <laughs> it's called Mister Nanny. Mister Nanny. Shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh. Suburban Commando, please. Oh, we got a uh, Suburban Commando up there. He's he's a um, I don't know, like a babysitter who's also like a, a guy who like no, kills predators or you're something. Still going, Mister Nanny? No, he's an intergalactic traveler. Undertaker's <laughs> oh, in it too. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Suburban Commando. Uh, well, then I'm just gonna have to go with the best one here, uh, Rocky Three. Damn it. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I'm going. Oh shit! I can't remember the subtitle of it. Three ninjas, high noon at Mega Mountain. <laughs> I'm impressed. Holy but... shit! <laughs> I believe you got the title right, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wyatt, this is a sequel. I will need the whole title. He does play himself, according to his credit. Jesus. Uh, this me. film also features Leonard Maltin <laughs> oh. in a cameo role. Is this uh, Gremlins 2? Full title? Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2. Get, look at my lips it? ready for the steam. Uh, Gremlins 2 New Batch. Damn it! Can I get Gremlins 2 the New Batch? <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Uh, what am I calling this? Wrestling Family Feud. All <laughs> tremendous films. Every See you next one, time. That was a good one. I like that. One that we mentioned. All right, before we uh, get out of here, folks, let's uh, look at this week in wrestling history. What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. It was November 23rd, 2014, at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri, WWE Survivor Series. Hey, and maybe the last time it actually meant something. Uh, The big thing I wanted to talk about from the show was the main event, Team Cena 
John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Big Show, Eric Rowan, and Ryback versus Team Authority, Seth Rollins, Kane, Mark Henry, Rusev, and Luke Harper. Uh, where I think if Team Cena loses, everybody gets fired. And then if Team Cena wins, the authority is out of power. Now, again, not looking at what this meant storyline-wise after the fact, this, like I said, was probably one of the last Survivor Series matches to actually kind of mean something. And it had a lot of stuff going on throughout the match as well. We'll get to the end of it in a second. But uh, the big thing is that, uh, yeah, this was Dolph Ziggler's coming out party years after people thought he was absolutely done and they did nothing with him being the sole survivor. You think it's going to come down to Cena versus Rollins or whatever. Um, Mark Henry gets not eliminated from the big show from a punch right out of the gate. And if you also remember, this is where Rusev was undefeated, I think still at this time, and he's a U.S. champion. So you had to try and find a way to get Rusev eliminated from the match without having anybody go over him. Anybody remember how he got eliminated? I do not. He tried to splash somebody from one table to the other announce table. The guy moved. He went through it and got counted out. Huh. Protecting Rusev. Uh, then at one point in the match, Team Cena was pretty undermanned. And Big Show just decided to turn heel in the middle of the match. Punched John <laughs> Cena in the face. Uh, Cena got eliminated. He shook hands with the authority and he bailed. That was, that was pretty awesome. I loved when that went down. And then at the end of the match, it's down to Dolph Ziggler, who I think was like three on one uh, versus Seth Rollins. And the lights go out. The rumors were true. And Sting made his WWE debut, came in, beat up Triple H, beat up Seth Rollins. Ziggler wins. Authority's gone. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, thoughts on Sting finally making the jump to WWE and just how you kind of felt like watching this match and having him show up on TV. That was the last big acquisition for them. Yeah, big acquisition. And honestly, like a pretty decent surprise. Like it was rumored that he was going to come over eventually. We, no one really knew in what kind of uh, format he would show up in. And uh, to, to have him there for that reason and in that circumstance uh, made a lot of sense. And I think got a lot of people excited for what was to come. Uh, and it's just unfortunate what did come because as we discussed, uh, you and I, Bowman, in, a, in Pusher Berry from when, when Wyatt took his week off to go to Belgium, um, we, uh, we, we were pushing uh, Sting as, as yep. maybe one of the best kind of old guy wrestlers that there there is and they've done a perfect job with him in AEW just like really just kept him on the down low but kept him involved not getting too involved in the matches but also not looking like a weak old man um and WWE just couldn't pull that off and honestly it almost it almost killed him it almost killed his career yeah. uh his run with WWE so yeah, uh, it was nice. kind of sad to see what happened but uh, it was good to see him in WWE at some point I was pretty gutted. It didn't make sense to me that they used his really awesome orchestral theme from WCW as Crow Sting. They didn't use that for his intro. They had some other like bullshit there, but they used it for the commercial hyping WWE 2K, whatever it was at the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Which would have been awesome to hear that music again and everything. Uh, and yeah, not looking into how it wound up. It was still pretty exciting to see Sting, the last holdout sort of uh, showing up in WWE. Wyatt? I can't separate from what happened because even at the time I was so like cynical. I'm like, what, how are they going to yep. fuck this up? So like, yep. that was my feeling. Like how, how are they going to bury this guy? Like, 
the alliance. We all remember what happened when they had a huge chance to make it a big thing. And Vince can't help himself. When you're from WCW, he will bear you forever. He this is you're not his guy. He will it's very hard to get ahead with him. Like, you know, good for Jericho find a way, but even you know, he WCW didn't really want him, so he's not the same. Yeah. Right? It's not the same yeah. being like he, yeah. the blood of WCW. So, you know, I look at it and I just kind of go, oh, that's kind of sad. And again, as as Paris pointed out, what he's done in AW is a far better use of him. And you know, all all the kind of veterans there, they've gotten more out of their careers and kind of paid respect to them in a proper way, where they don't need to go out there beating people up, but they're still being used in a, in a way that's you know interesting and useful. And that's what I like. So yeah, it was great. He was there, staying at the time. That was that's what I'll say. At the time, I was glad he kind of got that to have it on his card that he had made it there. Yeah. Um, but overall, like I much prefer uh, when Diesel beat Bob Backlund in nine seconds on this day. So <laughs> that also happened this week in wrestling history eight seconds eight seconds sorry one second yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean it's just gonna and this is uh, months later we're gonna see triple h beat him at uh wrestlemania triple h with his terminator that win he knew that win and then sting with his weird kabuki drum entrance sure okay and a line and that's the thing that just bugged me the most is the fact that the nwo was out there to help sting <laughs> They're a yeah. long time. The NWO versus DX. Who are all yeah. these old men yeah. coming out and blowing out hammies and stuff? It's just, it was such a damn disaster, but still really cool to see him uh, show up in WWE. But it's weird. Like you mentioned, they always treat WWE people like shit. And that's why he never came over with the alliances because he saw what they did to Booker T where he, and he had said that admittedly in like video interviews, he was like, yeah, Booker T comes out in the rocks. Like who the hell are you? And just completely, you know, delegitimizes him right in there and sting didn't want any part of that sting likes a more lengthy de-legitimization yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like i don't like me look like shit control. over the course of yeah. a, couple like shit for a couple months i'm a tantric kind of guy i want to take <laughs> yeah, i want to make it last but now it's seven years later and he is thriving in aew in the ring in cinematic matches as the mentor to darby allen so Again, props to uh, to AEW for fucking getting another one right. So, and that wraps up uh, this episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW WrestlePod, and be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. And keep your eye out for the pre-sale and on-sale this week for NEW for January fifteenth, twenty twenty-two, at the Commodore. Be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. That's all for this week. Special thanks to Elliot Tyler for joining us. Best of luck in your first round matchup against Mr. Ferguson at NEW3 this coming Saturday. For the stanchion wide art, the architect Mike Paris, I'm Jay Bowman, and we'll see you next week on Wrestle Nation. Wrestle Nation.